welcome to Clissa's Mic Drop, our Super Bowl 55 edition. And uh, doesn't include the Broncos once again this year. Uh, five consecutive years that the Broncos have not even made the playoffs, uh, much uh, less get to the Super Bowl where they were Super Bowl 50 champions after the 2015 season. That uh, will go down in history to Broncos country with uh, the final season for Peyton Manning. And also when uh, Vaughn Miller was at his uh, height, he had such a tremendous game against Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Who did he beat in that game for two and a half uh, sacks, including two strip sacks that led to touchdowns? Mike Remmers. Mike Remmers is now going to play left tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs' offensive line is tremendously uh, banged up. I'm going to talk about that in just a couple seconds. First, I want to uh, say that we want to thank Ryan Jensen for joining us. He's going to be our uh, guest on Clissa's podcast here, again, for the Super Bowl 55 edition. Um, Ryan was uh, very kind to uh, help out Channel 9. He's always been a good friend of our uh, television station ever since uh, he was an All-State uh, two-way lineman for uh, Fort Morgan. Then he goes on to the uh, Colorado State uh, Pueblo team for four years where he was a Division II All-American and then uh, was drafted in the sixth round by the Baltimore Ravens in 2013 or 14, I do believe. So um, uh, very good for um, Ryan Jensen. Worked his way up in year four. He became a starter right in time for him to become the highest paid center in the NFL. Four years, $42 million. He signed with Tampa Bay. His agent, by the way, Mike McCartney, uh, I know pr uh, really well. He is the son of Bill McCartney, the great, iconic uh, University of Colorado Buffalo football coach back in the heyday in the uh, uh, 80s and 90s. So um, good for Ryan Jensen. Um, he's been a... Uh, a stellar center in this league. By the way, he was the highest paid center, uh, I think in 2018. Today, I think he's seventh. There's not a whole lot of difference in the, the highest paid and the 10th highest paid center. It's one of those uh, positions where salary wise, everybody's kind of crammed together within a couple million of each other. But uh, Ryan Jensen had a lot of good things to say. He's excited, his first Super Bowl. Uh, Ryan Jensen, as we said, grew up in Fort uh, Morgan. He um, he now lives in Evergreen. And in fact, within a week uh, after the Super Bowl, he hopes uh, it may be a parade of some sort after the Super Bowl in downtown Tampa. Not sure uh, what the regulations will be because of COVID, but uh, Ryan Jensen and his wife and young toddler son Wyatt will be back uh, in Evergreen spending the winter uh, with the rest of us in Colorado. So we like... Uh, Ryan Jensen. What a task he has against Chris Jones. But to me, obviously, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, you know, overlook the obvious, which is Tom Brady and, against Patrick Mahomes. But I think the key mat matchup in this game, because I think it's the biggest mismatch in this game, is Tampa Bay's front seven against the Chiefs' uh, revamped offensive line. Um, let's take a look at. Uh, uh, week seven, should we go? Uh, uh, um, let's go week twelve. Chiefs against the Broncos. All right, that was when the uh, Chiefs won twenty-two to sixteen. Broncos gave it all they had in Arrowhead Stadium before falling. 
Left tackle, Eric Fisher, out for the season. He suffered a uh, torn Achilles against Green Bay. Uh, or I, I'm sorry, in the AFC uh, uh, championship against the Bills, so he's done. Uh, Nick Algretti at left guard, he is still there. Uh, he's uh, got the starting job after there was uh, um, uh, uh, an opt-out, uh, COVID opt-out beginning of the season. Um, Austin Reeder uh, is the center. He's been there since uh, day one. Um, then you've got uh, uh, Andrew Wiley at right guard. It looks like he's going to start at right tackle in this game. And Mike Remmers, we talked about him early, uh, earlier, how he got beat by Vaughn Miller. He's been the starting right tackle pretty much most of the season because Mitchell uh, Schwartz, who, by the way, what, Rem what, what Vaughn Miller is to Remmers, Schwartz is Devon Miller. Schwartz is the one right tackle, I think, more than any other, who has really tied up Vaughn Miller over the years. Probably the toughest guy for uh, Vaughn Miller to beat. Mike Remmers, we know, is one guy that uh, Vaughn Miller has easily beaten, at least for one very pivotal game in Broncos history. But uh, Schwartz is out, and uh, so it looks like Wiley's going to play right tackle. The Chiefs brought back uh, Stefan Wisniewski. He was with the Steelers earlier this year, and as an emergency, the Chiefs brought him back. Looks like he'll be at right guard. Uh, Reader will be at uh, center. Alleg uh, um, Allegretti at left guard and Remmers at left tackle. So it's going to be tough for Patrick Mahomes against the Tampa Bay front that's led by their two edge rushers who gave Aaron Rodgers all kinds of fits last week uh, in the uh, or 10 days ago or so in the NFC Championship game. Jason Pierre-Paul had two sacks. Shaq Barrett, close your ears here, Bronco fans. Shaq Barrett had three sacks in the NFC Championship game. Those two edge rushers had five sacks against um, uh, the Green Bay Packers. And also, uh, Damakon Su is, is in the middle there for uh, Tampa Bay. You've got two excellent uh, uh, linebackers. Uh, Levante David and Devin White, um, and then in the uh, you know in the uh, in the backside um, they've got some uh, excellent uh, um, uh, defensive backs. Uh, Murphy Bunting has really played well, gotten away with a couple of pass interferences, um, and then uh, uh, Whitehead who really shook loose a couple balls from Aaron Jones of the Packers last week. Whitehead um, is, is hurt. Uh, but I believe it was a shoulder, and he may not play. That's a big loss for Tampa Bay. So uh, I think the Chiefs got a chance, or the, uh, got a chance. Of course they got a chance. Um, I'm one of those guys I overanalyzed everything. One reason why I'm not a good predictor, all right, is I, 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 I I'm get too far into the trees and I overanalyze everything. I get my mind all tied up in knots and uh, things I think should happen. Um, don't happen. But so uh, I, I preface that, okay, by saying I don't see how Kansas City can win this game given their offensive front against Tampa Bay's front. I just think that's a mismatch. The pass rush, uh, even though Mahomes is great at escaping, great at going schoolyard, it just seems like uh, Tampa Bay should be favored in this game. They're at home after winning three straight on the road in the playoffs. Um, but I've been wrong all I've been wrong all postseason. So uh, don't listen to me. I'm just wondering uh, how the Chiefs are going to overcome it. Having said all that, I wouldn't bet a dime on this Super Bowl because uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Even though it doesn't look like the Chiefs should win, 
uh, because of Patrick Mahomes. I would never, ever bet against him. He's the. I know everyone's calling Brady the goat and everything, but to me, um, the best I've uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best I've seen. Uh, we've only seen him for three years, but it's the best three years of quarterback play of I, you know, that I've that I've seen. And and Peyton Manning I thought was the best before then, uh, some of those seasons. Um, but uh, we'll see. Tyreek Hill obviously is the big is the is is big for the Kansas City Chiefs. So uh, Ryan Jensen is is with Tampa Bay, and if you want to vote, uh, uh, if you want to go for a local guy. Uh, Sean Jensen is the guy. Mike Pinnell is a third-string uh, defensive lineman for the Chiefs. He's not from uh, Colorado. I uh, played one year at CSU Pueblo after he got kicked out of Arizona State, I believed. So uh, he had to go that route. Good, good defensive lineman. Um, but uh, good luck to Ryan Jensen. And uh, with that, uh, let's go ahead and listen to what Ryan Jensen had to say in our interview. Uh, late last week uh, with Nine News, he sat down with me, uh, had a nice 10-minute discussion with Ryan, and I think you'll enjoy it. And then on the other side, we'll talk a little bit about the Broncos and their quarterback search and going into the offseason with uh, George Payton. They don't get Matthew Stafford in the trade, uh, but we'll talk about that on the other side. For now, let's go ahead and listen to our interview with Ryan Jensen, the center of the Tampa Bay Bucks. here we know you as the only guy that we know who spends uh, uh who moves to the dead of summer to florida and the dead of winter to evergreen colorado <laughs> explain that uh explain that move for us yeah definitely you know colorado's home um so uh with football season you know starting in the summer you know we go down to go down to florida when it's uh you know as hot as possible and then uh, when the season's over, we head back to uh, the tundra of Colorado. So it's a uh, we, we always joke around and call it the uh, the reverse snowbird effect. Yeah, right, exactly. And will you be back uh, in another week or two here uh, after the Super Bowl? That is. Yeah, we'll be uh, heading back here pretty quick after the after the Super Bowl and get home and and get some relaxing up in uh, up in the woods. So uh, doing a little research here, you were ten when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. And 13 when he won his third. Uh, tell me what you thought of Tom Brady when you were growing up and in your formative years. Yeah, I mean, always growing up a Broncos fan. Uh, you know, he always kind of whooped up on the Broncos, it seemed like, early on. But, you know, with, with Tom, I always, you know, it's that thing. People always seem to hate winners for some reason. And uh, I think that was kind of a, the same thing as a, as a football fan. You know, he, he was always winning and always doing really good. So, you know, you, you, you don't really like him all that much, but obviously now playing with him and, and getting to know him on a personal level, uh, so happy to have him on, on my team, that's for sure. Yeah, growing up for me, everyone hated the Yankees. Everyone hated the, uh, uh, who, who was it, Montreal Canadiens in hockey, uh, you know, all those kind of things. So uh, you're right, they, they, they envy uh, greatness sometimes. Uh, you're gonna be representing Fort Morgan in the Super Bowl, have you thought about that? What does that mean? Yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, I remember growing up, um, you know, watching Joel Dreesen, uh, who's a Fort Morgan product, and 
uh, watching him at CSU and then playing for the Texans, the Jets, and, and the Broncos. So, uh, you know, it's, it's awesome to be that next guy coming from, you know, such a small town in, in Northeast Colorado. It's, it's amazing. Uh, had a lot of people reach out to me that I grew up with and, you know, seeing how, how the town's proud and, and stuff like that. So it's been a, it's been a really cool uh, experience. You got the nice hoodie there for CSU Pueblo, uh, where you played. And in this game, you got a chance to go up against Mike Pinnell. You, you might get matched up against him with the with the Chiefs. You missed him at CSU Pueblo, right, by a year? Yeah, uh, he came into Pueblo a year after I uh, graduated. Still, will that be, uh, I don't know, you might say, hey, uh, like your college or anything, uh, exchange <laughs> pleasantries there? Yeah, definitely something like that. You've gotten some attention this year. Uh, you know, I think we talked to you earlier this year because we asked you, what's it going to be like to uh, hike for Tom Brady? Uh, now we can ask you, what was it like to uh, snap uh, to Tom Brady this year? Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Uh, just what he brings to a team, uh, you know, obviously from a from a skill and what he does is, uh, really well as a quarterback, but also. Uh, from that leadership aspect and that experience aspect has has really helped bring this team along uh, tenfold. And it's been an awesome experience to be able to learn from him and and really just, you know, experience, you know, that kind of that greatness and what a player like that brings to a team. I'll be honest, I didn't think he'd be this good at 43. But uh, watching him and watching that last week against the NFC Championship game against the Packers, he just... I don't know, even when things aren't going well, he just seems to be a guy who raises all boats, as they say. Um, just a, a leader where, it, I mean, is that what it's like for for you guys on offense? I mean, you are attention to detail knowing that Tom Brady is your boss. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, it's huge knowing when the times get tough that, you know, Tom's going to get everyone together and, and, you know, bring us back up, like he said, you know. Uh, bring the bring the troops back together and, and get them get them rolling again, uh, and that just comes from you know experience of of what he's done over you know his career, being able to get guys uh, rolling and getting everybody on the same page again. It's uh, it's awesome. You guys had a real good offense last year too with uh, with Jameis Winston. Uh, seven and nine though is what you finished. Was it uh, Tom Brady? Was he the difference? Or describe that. What do you think has been the difference between? you being here and not being there last year. Yeah, you know, with, with Jameis, uh, our downfall last year was, was just turnovers. And, you know, not all of them were on Jameis, but um, taking care of the ball and, and being able to score a lot of points like we, we did this year. But, you know, while protecting the ball is, has been a, has been a huge difference in, from this year to uh, last year. So, uh, you know, playing smarter football all around uh, has, has been a, a big uh, difference. Talk about the whole mindset that you Bucks had going into the postseason. Did you, did you have the feeling you were playing with house money? You were on the road. You won three straight games on the road. Every one a tremendous challenge. Yeah, you know, going on the road, uh, no matter who you're playing in the playoffs, uh, you know it's a, it's a brand new season. Uh, you've seen you know wild card teams, last seeds, you know win Super Bowls. So uh, it don't matter who you're playing in the playoffs. It's always going to be a tough game. And then doing that on the road three weeks in a row. You know that's a that's a tremendous challenge, and uh, you know the whole team really uh, stepped their stepped their game up, and you know we've really gotten into a, a really good groove. What's left for you after? Have you thought about this? Uh, I, I this is the last year of your uh, 
of your contract, or no, next year is the last year of your contract. And then after that, uh, you know, do you want to keep on going? Are you going to settle in Evergreen? Any thoughts? I know you're a big cook. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I love cooking and stuff like that. But, you know, I, yeah. I'm one of those guys that just kind of rides the wave. And, and you know, when, when the time's done, the time will be done. And I, I'll know that. But as of right now, I think, you know, I want to I want to keep playing for, you know, a couple, three, four or five years and just really uh, keep this keep this rolling. Well, how you been sleeping? I know I was reading something, uh, Ryan, just about the sleep apnea issues you had. It's in your family, uh, and I know you've had that corrected. Correct? Is is that right? Yeah, I've been uh, since 2014 when I got diagnosed originally with uh, sleep apnea. I've been using my CPAP every night. Um, you know, in the last six years or seven years now that I've had it, uh, I've maybe not used it maybe three or four nights out of all that time. And, uh, wow. you know, it really, really made a, a tremendous difference and, you know, really saved my career and, and potentially saved my life. So uh, getting that diagnosis was, uh, was huge. How do you, um, how, how are you going to sleep? Do you think these next two weeks leading into the Super Bowl game? I think, I think I'll sleep like a baby, you know, it's uh, it's all about controlling your emotion and, and not peaking too soon. So, uh, you know, it, there's always obviously going to be a little bit more nerves, you know, going to the Super Bowl, the entire world's watching. But, uh, you know, that's that's why we get paid the big bucks, you know, to, to perform when it when it counts most. So, uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, I think I think I'll be all right. Um, you've gotten a little attention this year, a little uh, no, notice by being the uh, the snapper. I know Troy Aikman talks about uh, your shotgun snaps a little bit. I don't know if you, you heard about that. How's that been for you? Uh, it's it's been it's been great, man. You know, Troy always be giving me a little bit of a little bit of heck. You know, I have a, I have a wild yeah. snap here or there, but yeah. you know that's that's just part of it. Sometimes you know you can't you can't throw perfect strikes every time. You know, but uh, no, it's it's been it's been good. Uh, you know, no big difference for me. I'm just you know doing my job and going out there and then trying to play the best ball I can. And how about being the first team ever to host the, to play in your home stadium in the Super Bowl? It's it's crazy to think, um, but. It, it, you know, being able to be home uh, for the Super Bowl, it's 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 special. You know, it, it's never happened before, obviously. And uh, I know it's been kind of crazy with uh, you know the NFL trying to figure out how to how to do it with a with a uh, home Super Bowl team. But it's exciting uh, in Florida, so hopefully we'll have a little bit of home field advantage with a with a bunch of Florida fans. By the way, uh, Demar Dotson was my favorite Bronco this year. I'm sure you miss him. Oh yeah, I love Dot. Uh, great guy. Yeah. Uh, just one of those one of those lunch pail guys came in, came to work, got his job done, and uh, was was a great great teammate, great friend. So I'm glad uh, that he got to be on a on a on a team this year and and play some play some football because you know he he loves him some football. When you get home to Evergreen and you get that smoker going, what's the what's the first thing you're going to put on that uh, that smoker? What are you looking forward to? Ah, I think I think I'm going to do a nice nice brisket to to kick off the the off season. It's nice yeah. slow, you know, 16 hour cook, nice <laughs> relaxing and and just just hang out and enjoy some good barbecue. Well, Ryan, listen, thank you very much for joining us here today. All the best of luck. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. You're underdogs again, right? Uh, you're used to that, so um, under underdogs at home this time, so uh, should be quite a battle. What do you think? Uh, what do you think about this matchup against the Chiefs? I mean, obviously, uh, Kansas City is a is a great football team. They've been a great football team for the last couple of years now. But uh, you know, we play the game for a reason, and excited to go out there and 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 play and 
and hopefully uh, come out of it with a W. Good. Ryan, thanks a lot. Appreciate you, Mike. I hope you enjoyed that interview here on Klitz's Mic Drop, our Super Bowl 55 edition. And we get a player that's right in the center of things for the big game on Sunday in Tampa, and that is Tampa Bay Bucks center Ryan Jensen, who will be hiking, uh, shotgun snapping, uh, snapping to Tom Brady, uh, the one and only Tom Brady, who is playing in his 10th Super Bowl. How about that? Brady is 6-3. and three. Uh, in Super Bowl games, uh, the first nine, of course, with uh, New England. I'm very, very surprised by how well uh, Tom Brady has played here at 43 years old. Uh, it just uh, defies uh, human athleticism to be this good this this late. Uh, he is showing us something in the way you take care of yourself, take care of your body. Um, it looks like... Uh, Brady has reshaped himself a little bit. Uh, you know, he's all that TB12 method. There's something to it. Um, he's thinner, but uh, he still can gun that ball, can he? Down the middle. Uh, maybe not deep. Looks like he doesn't, uh, he might have lost his legs a little bit on the deep ball, but uh, he sure can gun it uh, 20 yards past the line of scrimmage between the hashes. He's got very good receivers, too. Uh, Godwin and uh, uh, Mike Evans are excellent receivers. I wouldn't think we're going to see Antonio Brown in this game as he's hurt with the hamstring. But uh, Brait, a very good tight end. He's got Gronk, a very good tight end. Gronk's the number two tight end on this team. How about that? Uh, and then uh, underrated in Tampa Bay's attack, and, and they've been using it in the postseason, has been the running game. Leonard Fournette and Jones, uh, they've been a real good uh, running back duo for Tampa Bay. And then on defense, uh, Todd Bowles really dials up the pressure, and uh, they got guys who can bring the heat in uh, Shaq Barrett uh, and Jason Pierre-Paul. That will be the matchup for the Chiefs in this game as uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to go schoolyard to, to bail out the Chiefs. For the Broncos, they went after Matt Stafford. I think they finished third um, in this thing. There were a couple uh, offers on the table. They had multiple offers. Uh, one of them was the number nine pick going to Detroit, but the Broncos also wanted a pick in the second or third round back. That was one offer. Another one was one of their star younger players, whether it was Locke, whether it was Judy, whether it was uh, Chubb. You know, you can speculate who one of their younger players were. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, like a second round pick uh, for Matthew Stafford. Uh, th these were... These were, uh, uh, this is what the Lions wanted. The Lions wound up, I think they had this deal done uh, three weeks ago after Brad Holmes, uh, who was with the Rams as a college scouting director, was hired by the Lions as GM. In doing so, the Rams get two third-round picks uh, for grooming a minority. That's the NFL uh, award. And because they got those two third-round picks, I think the Rams were... Uh, you know, that's one reason why they decided they could give up the first-round picks. And uh, they had a little bit of protect, uh, protection. A third-rounder generally is not near the player as a first-rounder, but still uh, you should get a starter out of it. And the big thing is the Rams at 11-5, and five, 
and and getting one game away from the conference championship, believe they're a quarterback away. And Sean McVay um, thought that uh, Jared Goff was not the answer if they're going to win the Super Bowl, and he thinks Matt Stafford can. I, I'm not. I don't agree with that necessarily. Stafford, 33. He's had four winning seasons with Detroit. We'll find out. We'll find out if, if, it, if it was Stafford or the Lions all those years. So the Broncos from now on, I, they still look at quarterback. You know, I think they'll, uh, they'll look at Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, they may dip their toe at Dak Prescott if he uh, reaches free agency. Um, Mitch Trubisky will be available for trade. Uh, they might go d uh, that direction. We'll see about Sam Darnold. And uh, I don't think Carson Wentz, that, that contract is almost untradeable. Can't see the Broncos going Carson Wentz at all. Uh, but someone like that that will come in to compete with Drew Locke. And, of course, Deshaun Watson. I do think the Broncos uh, will get a seat at the table. Uh, they may get the fifth seat out of, out of five. Uh, if there's five teams in the bidding for Deshaun Watson. And, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson and the Texans may um, kind of use the Broncos to be a, uh, to kind of drive up the price, uh, kind of, uh, you know, with uh, build up, uh, escalate the bidding process. So don't know. I, I don't give the Broncos much chance at Deshaun Watson, but I do think they'll at least explore the possibility. And, um you know, it, it, that's if Deshaun Watson becomes available by March 17th. So George Payton, in the meantime, has done a pretty good job uh, just watching film, evaluating his own players. He has made five transactions. A little surprise, Elijah Holder was among his first cuts. Elijah played in eight games last year. He's only a second-year player, smart player. But uh, my guess is... Uh, George didn't see a, a, a real position fit for Elijah. He's a tad slow for corner and, uh, and small for a safety. So maybe that was where uh, George Payton decided that Elijah Holder was expendable. Um, go to 9news.com and you can follow the Broncos um, throughout the offseason. There's been a lot of offseason news already, um, starting with George Payton replacing John Elway. It doesn't get much bigger than that. And now quarterback is next up for the Broncos. And then after that, if, if, you're, if you're going to all these mock drafts, uh, my advice to all the uh, mocksters out there is to take a corner. Have the Broncos taking a cornerback uh, there with the number nine pick. There's a couple available, including Sertain Jr. Uh, would be one possibility. So uh, West Virginia's got a real good corner, too. So that's it for Clissa's Mic Drop. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Ryan Jensen. Thank you to Ryan. Uh, Evergreen's own, Fort Morgan's own, uh, Colorado State Pueblo's own, Ryan Jensen, uh, our local guy, Done Good, who will uh, kind of represent the area in Super Bowl 55. Chiefs against the Bucks. Chiefs are three-point favorites on the road, and it is on the road against Tampa, who get a home game after winning three straight games in the postseason. Can't wait for the game. Uh, again, to me, the matchup is the Chiefs offensive line against Tampa Bay's defensive front and pass rush. We'll see how that all plays out. But um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And we'll do this periodically during the offseason. Going to be a whole lot to talk about. But hope you enjoyed Cliss's mic drop uh, with the podcast version of Super Bowl 55. Have a good day, everybody.